Well, hey, family, today we continue our series, Asking for a Friend. And listen, let me just say thank you to the hundreds of people that submitted questions for this series. It's really difficult to do a series based upon questions um, that are supposed to be submitted if no one submits questions. So thank you for all the questions that you've continued to submit. Um, I pray that last week was a blessing to you. And today we're going to be tackling a topic um, that affects all of us. And I believe all the topics affect us, but today, maybe more so than other topics, but it is in the area of family and relationships. So regardless of where you are in your journey, in relationships and in your family, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe relationships with your brothers and sisters, mom and dad, aunt, uncle, grandparents, whatever it is, this is what we believe. We believe that your relationships can always get better. So today I've asked a few couples, three to be specific, to gather around and to tackle the questions that you've submitted. Each couple brings a unique, uh, a uniqueness in their own journey and a different perspective um, that I think will really be a blessing to you today. Um, let me also say this, um, every single week that we've gathered together online, and I know it's been different, but I want, you to, I want you to hear me. Every single week that we've gathered together, God continues to move. Every single week that we've broadcast our service, both in Compass Kids and even to the larger body of the church, every single Sunday that we've done this, we've seen people make a decision for Jesus. People take their next step in their journey with the Lord. So for everyone who has been faithfully given, sowing into the house of God in these uncertain times, let me just say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for your continued generosity and faithfulness to God's house. It's because of your faithfulness and your giving that we get to continue to see the kingdom of God advance. Maybe today you're giving for the first time. Let me say thank you for giving. Right below me, there's a link. You can click on that link. Um, and if you're giving for the first time, we'd love to send you a resource and to bless you. Um, a resource that further explains the principles of tithes and offerings and what we believe here at True North Church. Listen, this is going to be a, a moment or a time that I believe will really bless you. So make sure that you lean in, grab a notepad, take notes, um, uh, be an active listener in these moments. The uniqueness about this is you have an opportunity to hit pause, whatever you want, to jot some stuff down, to write some things, hit, hit rewind, go back and listen to it again. But I want you to know, church, that we're praying for you in this season. We're believing that God, though it's a difficult, unique season, that God's going to do something unique inside of us and that we won't be the same on the other side of what's going on today. Hey, I believe that you're going to be incredibly blessed by the conversation that you're getting ready to listen to. And listen, I believe with all of my heart that we're going to get to see each other again very soon. So until that time, I'm praying for you and believing that the best is still yet to come. All right, here we go. Let's get started. Nice breakfast time. Okay, if you had to be one object, what would it be? <laughs> go ahead, Josh. A sneaker. A sneaker. Classic. It would be a sneaker. There it is. Yeah. Allison? This is a hard question. No. This is this might be the hardest question. Yeah. I thought about like a basketball. Okay. Like you're winning, you're shooting, you're scoring, you're, you're, got, you're moving, making moves. I like love it. I love it. Brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm a lover of fruit, so I'll go with mango. Mango. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're gonna get eaten. Oh, you're gonna. Oh wow. <laughs> We're gonna spoil. You go down good. You're good. gonna smell nice. <laughs> 
I love the ocean. How about the ocean? You want to be the ocean? Okay. Wow. Apes. That's uh, deep. I That's deep. An airplane, travel around the world. Well, yeah. no, fantastic. Me, I would be um, this building. This, wow. the, the church. Oh, this, wow. Wow. Man. You can hold the body. <laughs> what a great answer, Brian. <laughs> Got him. All right, here we go. Second question. Uh, if you had to pick two people in this circle to be your mom or dad, who would they be? <laughs> This is, this is the easiest question I'm going to pick Patrick A. Patrick E. Right? Are, are we good? Obviously. All right, how about you guys? So we go. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's I'm not, I'm not going to call Brian daddy. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. First question, uh, marriage, family, relationships. Uh, question one. I've heard many times since attending Trinwood about doing life together. What does that really mean, and how do I know that I'm doing it right? I was thinking back to when we first started coming to True North. Like, we didn't know, we only knew one person, yeah. Shannon. And, um, like, for a long time, we didn't really talk to anyone. Mm. And then it wasn't until we started serving. Josh joined the worship team. Right. I joined Compass <laughs> Kids team. And we joined crew that we really started getting to know people, yeah. wow. like outside of talking on Sunday. And it's amazing, the relationships that were built just in that time, mm -hmm. we're still <laughs> in relationship with those people, people now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And just by plugging into serving and right. cruise, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Massive. Yeah, Massive. so good. I think you just, you really need to see the, the body of Christ as a priority wow. in your life, you mm -hmm. know? Because everything the New Testament talks about is with one another. Mm -hmm. And Paul is real strong even in your maturity, how we mature is together. Right. And so I really don't think you can grow spiritually without being an intricately involved with the body of Christ. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, whether, well, like you, you gave a whole lot of examples, serving, cruise, mm -hmm. um, or just calling someone during the week, just mm -hmm. connecting with people. Everybody's involvement level will be different. Some yeah. people will be super involved and some people will just have one or two relationships, but there yeah. needs to be some relationships. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that's like so massive, even what you're saying of like having people in your life that can encourage you who are Christians, right? yeah. who like yeah. have the same mindset of like, hey, I want to get you to this place. Like it's right. about loving Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and someone to encourage you in every season of Proverbs um, 17 says, you know, a friend loves uh, in all seasons. Mm -hmm. right. And that's like, you know, that's the highs, the lows, the mountaintops, the valleys of having people to encourage yeah. you, pray yeah, for you, good. do life with you. Yeah. Um, huge. I'd also say just to that question specifically, like the same sequence of connection isn't the same for everyone. Right. right. And certainly yeah. like we talked about mm -hmm. three areas that we were able to connect right in a way and, and build family, build community. But certainly if you're doing one of those things and taking steps to increase and like deepening the way that you're connecting, like you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. You should never think you're off track because yeah. you're not doing everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You start with something, you commit to it, you're consistent, and then you continue to connect as you deepen your faith and you deepen your connection to the, the body of Christ. Yeah, no. so good. And I think in our culture today, we can have such a false sense of community too because of mm. social media. Yeah, well. And so it's easy for us to just think we're connecting on Instagram when I love what Beth said last week in the yeah. encouragement, just like what a difference it makes calling someone and hearing their yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, the best ways is to, for, for ourselves, how we found community is serving, yeah. being crew, like, that's where we find our people, but right. just talking to people. Yeah. Week. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question said, how did they know they're doing it right? I don't yeah. think there is a right or wrong no. way. Yeah, that's no. good. Like you said, everybody's journey will look a little different. Yeah. So if you're making an attempt, yeah. you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. Right. And I think if, if those relationships are transcending these walls, mm-hmm. then yeah. you know you're on the right track as well. Right. If the relationship is only happening here, mm-hmm. I think you're only to a certain point. But yeah. if these relationships and you're doing life with people outside these walls mm-hmm. and you're yeah. sewing in and they're sewing into you, they're encouraging you, mm-hmm. you're investing in one another. I think that's the true sign of a healthy biblical relationship, biblical community, right. is that it's not just about what you're doing, it's about like a relationship that you've developed with one another and that you're literally earnestly praying for one another, seeking mm-hmm. one another's best and encouraging people on another level. Right, yeah. and you guys, all you guys have been in church for a while, so have you yeah. guys had seen it like where you're in church and you'll have like a, a good relationship or a good friendship um, and then seasons change and people move yeah. or maybe it's like you, you meet somebody and you're like, oh, we're going to be like good friends mm-hmm. and then you know, you get to know them a little bit more and you're kind of like, oh, you're a bit insane. You know, you're know, a bit crazy. You yeah. know, so like, what does that I look would like? say the biggest transition in, in relationships has been, like April said, the social media, you yeah. know, all that interaction. For us, it's really, it was never part of our life. So, right. and I think we have actually tried to uh, replace the personal relationship, mm-hmm. the friendships with social media. And, mm-hmm. and you can't tell how a person feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know in our family, you text someone something, and you're texting it with a good heart, yeah. but they receive it with, right. you know, that you're going after them. So um, nothing replaces, as much as we're doing even here now through this crisis, it doesn't replace us getting together yeah. as a body. So yeah. you need it to survive. Mm-hmm. You need those friendships. Mm-hmm. That's good. You need those relationships and you can't survive by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to be intentional about seeking those relationships too. They're not just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have to make some effort. Mm-hmm. You know, the church will reach out to a certain point to you, but eventually, right. you know, I've heard people s- complain about that. You know, yeah. that, right. uh, well, people aren't reaching out to me. They're not calling me. Right. They're wow. not, you know, and yeah. you have to make some effort and right. you have to be intentional about seeking those relationships. Yeah, there's an investment that you make That's right. as well. It's not just expecting something right. to flow to you. It's mm-hmm. investing in the relationship so that you know, there's uh, there's mutual benefit in that the way God designed it. Right. It's like being and, and in order to be a friend. In order to have friends, you got to be a friend. With right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it does take you know proactiveness. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. That, especially in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Good. Good. Should we go to the next, next question? question? Yeah. yeah. Who's asking? Josh. Go ahead. Okay. Can't do it like systematic. We got to. I like it. All right. Question. <laughs> I have a hard time with priorities in my life. I have often put my kids as my number one priority. I now can see that my relationship with my spouse, as well as my spiritual walk, have suffered because of this. What are some practical things I can do to reprioritize my life in a healthier way? Mm-hmm. Great question. Good mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Just to why start. Don't let, why don't we let the younger guys? We want to listen to you guys. We can come in and maybe correct the house. When I hear that question, for myself personally, I think like I am a new mom. I have mm-hmm. two very young girls, and when I had kids, my life changed drastically. Mm-hmm. My my schedule changed, but what didn't change is my relationships. But how those relationships are played out might look different. So like my relationship with Brian is still a priority, but we're not with kids going on dates every weekend anymore. Mm-hmm. My relationship with God obviously is still number one, but. I may not be spending the same amount of time in my Bible as I was in Bible college or like mm-hmm. when I had nothing else to do or 
Yeah. You know? No, and, and I always think about what Pastor Jesse says. Um, you invest in what you value. Right, right. And it's like, it's one of these things where, yeah, like seasons change and it looks different for us right now, but like, yeah. you know, we value our relationship, our own marriage. So the investment looks different, but still like trying to make that a priority and invest into it. I love yeah. what, um, I forget what pastor it is. But uh, it's when he like he he goes travels for you know preaching and then he comes home and his kids are all there and they're like hey dad's home and they're like all excited um, yeah. and he always goes no mom first that's right yeah yeah he goes mom first yeah. and he makes sure and they're all like jumping on him and he makes sure he makes it uh, you know a priority to go to his wife first yeah. um, because you know you guys have always told us like yeah. your kids like the biggest thing in your kids life is going to be a healthy marriage yeah, yeah. that's good um, so that's good. I, I thought that was brilliant that I remember is. you guys told us one time sorry. Like when you get home from work, the first five minutes are supposed yeah. to be spent together yeah. within yeah. five feet. Yeah. Something else. There's another five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five, five. I think, I think for us, um, it's all about having a vision for your family. Mm. I think a lot of times people neglect mm. to have a vision or the vision that they have for their kids is ultimately like their career or yeah. what they're going to do in life. And I think mm. if you're prioritizing your life around your kids or what you want them to achieve, mm. ultimately like they're going to see that and that's what they're going to run toward. Mm -hmm. If you have a vision to see, um, you know, your children become Christ followers and the important things that you've prioritized yeah. all center around that. Not that there can't be other things in the mix, but that's where mm -hmm. your priorities are. Pursuing your relationship with Jesus, creating a healthy atmosphere in the household, having a good marriage, then ultimately they'll run after, I think, those same things right. just because you're putting the focus yeah, that's yeah. Great. and putting the attention on that yeah. and you have a shared vision within the household of what's yeah. important, what matters, and that yeah. God comes first and foremost right. yeah. beyond everything. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. so hard when kids are little and your age because they're needs are so urgent yeah. and so you may be thinking oh the kids are always coming first when maybe that's not actually your heart and so mm -hmm. thinking about okay how can i my, my relationship with jesus i want it to be the center of my life so mm -hmm. guess what when we're doing puzzles we have worship music on yeah. when i'm you know doing the dishes i'm in prayer for people and yeah, it's just re-altering a little bit of your heart and your mindset that even though their needs seem like a priority because they're so urgent yeah. that you can in your own way in your heart mm. focus on the lord yeah. even when around you seems really chaotic yeah you sort of have to be a lot more flexible when they're that little yeah. just to find those moments yeah, like absolutely. you said to have a few minutes with the lord whether you you can mm -hmm plan on getting up a half hour before the kids get up yeah. or reading the Bible before you go to bed or, mm -hmm. um, but I think the person that wrote that question already is halfway there mm -hmm. because they already noticed it. Yeah. They, are, they already recognize that that's an issue and they're, and they're trying, they're thinking about ways to change it. Yeah. And, um, I see as kids get older and they get involved in all those activities and all the sports, that's when marriages really take a hit because mm -hmm. You no one's eating dinner together anymore. They're getting home late. They're not spending time, quality time together. And then even on weekends, a lot of families are just full of sports mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. And um, so I how, I don't know how we're, they're surviving through the crisis It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but but on a norm, when things you know get back to normal, that and maybe sports start up again to have a conversation mm -hmm. with your spouse about um, those things that are most important. Yeah. And yeah. then. Cut the cut back. Just yeah. cut back yeah. the number of activities. Yeah. Cut and back we, the sports. You can survive. You can yeah. Survive. Uh, you guys touched a little bit, and we've always, you know, um, taught this and lived this that, you know, your marriage is only 
as strong as your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And, and you're raising wow. your kids, their relationship is only as strong as your marriage with yeah. your spouse. Yeah. So I, I think that's yeah. important. And I've seen, you know, being involved in sports that, you know, in our culture, we have such a, a sports activity culture mm -hmm. where we spend so much time with that, that we drift apart from God. Mm -hmm. We drift apart from our spouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the kids are growing up and they didn't turn out to be division one athletes, you know, <laughs> or, professional, <laughs> yeah, or professional athletes, yeah. you know, then all of a sudden we have to find something for our kids to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, the, the relationship with God your, your strong relationship with one another gives that your kids that security. Yeah. That yeah. Let me ask a really help. practical follow-up question to that because it sounds like the person asked that question sort of has recognized mm -hmm. that they have an issue with priorities. Mm -hmm. What are the signs of that? Um, how, do, how do we see that happening yeah. before it becomes mm -hmm. a bigger issue? And what would you guys recommend like we do to assess where our priorities mm -hmm. are and how our families or our personal lives, relationships mm -hmm. with Jesus are functioning yeah. within that? Yeah. That's a good question. I would think maybe if you had priorities previously and you notice all of a sudden now this person's evaluating her priority, his or her priorities, and they're not where they used to be. Maybe you did put God first. Maybe you used to attend church on Sundays and that was a priority for your family, but maybe sports have taken over and now you don't come to church often or you're... You used to tithe, but maybe now you don't, or mm. your relationship with your spouse was a lot stronger at one point. You can mm. look back and say, wow, look where we've driven and how. Just noticing that drift or noticing yeah. that you're not yeah. spending yeah. time talking or <clears throat> when was the last time you yeah. had a date together, mm. you know, or, or just went out and spent time. Um, I, you know, going back to the time, David would always talk about meditating on the Lord, and mm. I think that's very mm. important that in our relationship, we meditate on the things of God, but also as you meditate, you know, yeah. God's word shows us our deficiencies as well. Yeah, right. yeah. So spending that time with the Lord, spending that quiet time where you can actually hear from the Holy Spirit, but we're caught up in that speed, you know, the speed life, keep, keep mm. things moving. Yeah. Hey, I'm busy, you know, what do we say? Right. Uh, how you doing, I'm busy. Like that's a good yeah. thing, right. it's really not a good thing yeah. right. if our priorities are off. So yeah. uh, there again, just reevaluating where you are, hearing from God, spending mm. time with God, so that prevents the drift, yeah. you know. Right. Well, and I think even marrying the first question to the second question, like oftentimes these signals or signs live in our blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. So having wow. good biblical yeah. community, yeah. being connected, yeah. having another couple who you're doing life yeah. with, who or friends that you're doing life with, you mm -hmm. can say, hey, you know what, like in us meeting, like I can tell some things a little bit different. Yeah. And yeah. just like yeah. encourage right. you in love to just kind of like press in and say, wow. hey, look, I'm noticing something different. Have you noticed it? And it's just even just calling some of that out so that you can recognize it and not continue to tread forward, not seeing like the road that you're headed down. Or maybe just mm -hmm. listening to your spouse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but That's it's good. true. I know, I know like in our busiest times and when I look back at our busiest seasons, mm -hmm. like so often we feel disconnected from yeah. one another. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you don't even want to say it. But man, once someone says it and mm -hmm. brings it into wow. the light, wow. yeah, it's yeah. like you can be vulnerable with each other and talk through it. And sometimes it's just five minutes of, of us yeah. being like, okay, how was your day? Like, yeah. put a phone yeah. down, look each other in yeah. the eye, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And just really be like, what's going on? And make that connection. Yeah. I know for us has been so important yeah. because yeah. you can just get caught up and you're like, well, what happened? Yeah. 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 It's almost like you need to take evaluation once a month or once a week and just say, hey, how are we doing? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. am I being a good spouse to you? Mm -hmm. You know, and just evaluate yourself where you are at. And it's just, I think even life, um, 
in marriage is just doing those little kind things for one another too. Mm. I think you can come in the house sometimes and not even acknowledge your spouse, not even say hi. Um, just the little things like making coffee yeah. for them in the morning or yeah. maybe packing someone's lunch or, um, and just kind words. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes our lives get so busy, you know, we just, it's just those little things, you know, to meet, to fill each other's love banks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's okay. so, yeah, but that person, whoever you are, you're halfway there. Well, and can I just throw, just throw some encouragement out too that regardless of your single parent or, you know, you're parenting at all, mm -hmm. that we all struggle with parties at times, yes. right? And yes. you're not isolated in struggling with that and, and seeing that challenge. Yeah. And I think uh, I love the real talk around the circle and that, like, we've all found ways to, to help um, mitigate that. But we still have to be, you know, aware. Right. Awareness is important. Yeah, very conscious. And we're all struggling with it together. So we, we know we're all in the same boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the great thing is every day is a new day. We can mm -hmm. start out. We don't have to worry about the Lord. Stuff is under the dam. It's forgiven. Yeah. yeah. We move on. Yeah. We start a new life and yeah. a new day. Right. Yeah. So have you guys seen that, like, in, in your seasons? Like, you guys are obviously, like, have been through a lot of seasons. And, you know, you have young kids. And then you have a few seasons. <laughs> but like, has, have you guys been like noticed just like a rhythms and seasons of that you've been able to like connect more and invest more in seasons where you kind of have been obviously planted churches, started businesses, mm -hmm. raised eight kids, yeah. you know, like yeah. how have you guys like just like continually prioritized your marriage and invest into your marriage just throughout the seasons? I'd say that we're very jealous for, I mean, to have a good marriage. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we, yeah. we want to be with each other. That's we know that we need to spend time with each other. Wow. And that's, that's probably the greatest strength that we have. That's awesome. Um, I'd love being, if, if I had a chance, and I'm, I'm a sports guy, if I had a chance to do anything, I, I'd go out to dinner with my wife. Wow. I'm you taking those. Um, <laughs> I mean, but it's got to, you know, well, you know, it's. it's and you know what I think? That. I think uh, for us, we've had a lot of good marriage teaching. Yeah. Our whole marriage. Yeah. Um, the church that we used to belong to when we were young, when we were your guys' age, we had tons of good marriage teaching mm -hmm. and marriage weekends. And, yeah. um, and I know that our marriage reflects our relationship with Christ. And so to the world, I want to be such a good testimony wow. for Christ. And so I know that requires me, yeah. us to have a good marriage. And I also so, know yeah. that I answer to God for how I treat him, because he's, wow. he's really the most special gift that God has given me. <laughs> and, and so I want to like steward that gift well, wow. yeah, right. you know, and I want to be a good testament. And, and listen, it, 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 uh, what's that word, uh, it's saying where anything worthwhile in life, there's usually a big battle. Mm -hmm. You have to fight mm -hmm. to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that's true with the relationships that you, you look at us and we, uh, you know, I think we have a great relationship, but there was a big battle. Right. Well, there's a continual battle mm -hmm. to keep it well, okay. prioritized. Mm -hmm. and, well, what they say, um, important things are rarely urgent, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. urgent things sometimes aren't that important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so marriage and just keeping that connection and doing marriage classes and marriage mm -hmm. books and weekends, it might not seem that are that important you know but when your your relationship starts failing then you'll realize that those things those daily things of even right. just like yeah. just saying i love you every day keeping your relationship free from offense and asking for forgiveness on a regular basis mm -hmm. and those kind of things um just to keep your marriage compliments healthy. are big yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. affirmation build, affirmation mm -hmm. just builds people up you know i don't yeah. met very few people that don't appreciate being affirmed. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember you said that to me once, Pastor, about 
I forget what we were talking about, um, but you brought up Ephesians 5 about how it's like wa- making sure that you're washing your wife with your words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just remember that. I was like, man, that is huge. And yeah. trying to be more intentional about yeah. just giving your compliments. I love you. You know, yeah. what I thought. Oh, that's mm-hmm. essential. Huge. And that's what we're called. We're called to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. What does Christ do? Christ encourages us, gives us words of affirmation. Yeah, we right. too, we're supposed to pass mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that affirmation, that uh, goodness and the blessings of God. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So good. That could be uh, Allison, 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 Allison's next. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Is every broken relationship salvageable? I know we are called to the ministry of reconciliation, but at what point is it just better to cut ties with a toxic relationship, even if that person is family? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I think, well, I think we, we need to even. differentiate though. They, meant, they mentioned ministry of reconciliation, right. and we talk about that a lot in the yeah. church. Yeah. And though when Pastor Jesse's talking about that, we are all called to a ministry of reconciliation, but that's talking about leading people um, to be reconciled to God. That's yeah. right. So that's yeah. different that's than it. just uh, fi- trying to fix a relationship. Right. Um, but in a relationship, a strain, I, I do believe that every relationship can be saved yeah. or salvaged. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, nothing's impossible with God. And the Bible says that love never fails. Yeah. And um, first of all, you really have to be guard your heart. I think the most important thing in relationships is guarding our heart mm-hmm. yeah. and that we're not offended, we're not acting out of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, love is holding no records of wrongs. Yeah, right? That's right, yeah. And so that's so important and we have to make our, sure our hearts mm-hmm. are right. And then secondly, uh, Romans 12, 18 says that we are called to be peacemakers and mm-hmm. um, to be at peace with everyone in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. as much as possible Just as it depends on us. And so, and then also it says in Ephesians 4 that we're supposed to forgive as Christ forgave us. So between forgiving, not holding offense, and loving and being kind, I think there's a place that we can um, almost salvage any relationship Mm. or at least be at peace with it on our end. As much as we can't control the other person's response, but we can act out of kindness and goodwill. And, um, And then after you've done all that, if there's still things happening that are destructive or harmful mm-hmm. um there's mm-hmm. been a lot of good books written on boundaries and you can set healthy boundaries but you do it out of um a sense of everyone's benefit mm-hmm. you don't do it because mm-hmm. okay i'm offended i'm going to set up this boundary yeah you right. know right so um that's just sort of how i, I always have hope for yeah. any relationship mm-hmm. that yeah. it can be restored or healed mm-hmm. um and mended yeah, yeah. And i think you made a, a big distinction there of going Hey, being at peace with the relationship, and then you know, being at like a perfect, having it all together. Right. Because right. yeah. um, I think there's a, there's a difference there. I, I think of um, like First Corinthians when it says bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think um, like who are you giving a voice? Who are you giving influence to speak yeah. into your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and so I think there's that side, but then I think there's also just kind of like, hey, I'm at peace with this relationship. Um, yeah. You know, we may not be best friends. We might not hang out mm-hmm. all the time, but. Um, you know, I'm believing the best for them. I have hope for them. I pray for yeah. them. Yeah, that's good. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, especially if it's corrupting. Right. It's if it's doing more harm to you because of their their character, then yeah. you would yeah. want to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, it's yeah. even the and I think you pointed to this like the intention behind setting the boundary. If it's in retaliation, I know I've yeah. had plenty of conversations. There's been situations in my family where people have set up boundaries not because 
of wanting to separate, but in some way trying to punish someone right. for something yeah. that happened. So if you're setting a boundary for personal reasons because you know you, you want them to hurt the way you're hurting, I think you really have to assess and allow mm. the Holy Spirit to help mm. you assess the why behind the boundary yeah. and yeah. make sure that it's actually a healthy boundary. Because if you're yeah, still yeah. holding on to everything right. that you're trying to protect yourself from by setting the boundary, is it really doing anything good for your heart? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Is there any reconciliation in that? There right. isn't. So I think you just have to, to really answer that question. Mm -hmm. That's good. Next question. <laughs> Go apes. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> How can I, as an adult, honor my parents even if I do not agree with their advice or beliefs? I grew up in an abusive environment and I want to honor and forgive my parents, but I also want to distance myself from them at the same time. How can I navigate this in a God-honoring way? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we, we believe that, uh, that the whole kingdom of heaven is set up on the honor system. Mm -hmm. and specifically, even the Ten Commandments, it said honor your father and mother. Right. And it's more or less you're honoring the position that they have. In other words, they not, may not be a great parent, but it doesn't say, hey, honor great parents and honor, you know, right. don't honor just, you know, bad parents. So we have to honor a person for their position that God's placed in their life. Mm -hmm. But then you fall into the fact that, you know, what if you're, you've been abusive parents or they're not a very honoring parents and really you wouldn't want your kids to be around your parents. Mm -hmm. There are things that you have to navigate through and, and through that is a lot of prayer and wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, I don't um, encourage anybody to be part of an abusive relationship, but there again, you know, you have to know, you, you've got to set the playing field for right. that, yeah. you know, for your conversations with them on that. Mm -hmm. But honoring up, honor down, honor all around. All yeah. around. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I love that, like, honoring them and showing forgiveness where it's needed and because, not because they deserve it, but because that's who you are and that's mm. what yeah. we as Christians Our do. Culture, yeah. But, um, yeah, my Christian, or my parents aren't Christians. And I, like, I do what's in my hands, what, what I can to show them Christ and to be as Christ-like as possible to them. So yeah. I honor them, I respect them, and I, like, there's only so much I can do, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. But I just pray that they see Jesus in me, even though we have completely different lifestyles. I'm not going to cut them out or yeah. Yeah. disregard them. They're still my parents, and I, I hope that they would see Jesus in me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there was a forgiveness element yeah. to that question again too, and I think um, I just think about an analogy I've heard before that like if you're if you're holding on to unforgiveness, um, you know, as humans we have capacity, and ultimately if we're holding on to something, that's one less thing that we can receive from Christ, yeah. from God. So if we're holding on to resentment and anger um, and unforgiveness we're not able to fully realize what God wants to bless us with or what yeah. God yeah. wants to give us yeah. or with the healing maybe even that he wants us to have an experience. Yeah. Mm. So the, the longer we hold on to that, the more we're actually, you know, keeping continuity in the area of hurt that we already have. It just perpetuates that. And so I think, you know, you have to continue to seek God and yeah. just determining like where you're at in that situation and forgiveness. Um, it, it really takes the burden of you holding that hurt and says, God, I want you to have this hurt. Like, yeah, I want you to yeah. deal with this. I want you to own this. Yeah. Because I know only you can. Mm. So it's almost taking the ball out of, like, what can I control? And saying, I can't control this, God. Right. Like, I need you mm. in this situation. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's where I see the most benefit in 
and saying, hey, I want to honor my parents even by just forgiving them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure Pastor, Pastor Jay, and you guys too probably have seen in the church where you've seen, you know, people come from broken families and broken backgrounds, and then they stop it though with them, that generation. Right. It's a mm-hmm. new thing. And Christ mm-hmm. is something new. So mm-hmm. I guess I would just encourage them, like, um, I pop, you know, my heart breaks that they went through that. Yeah. But like, God's going to do something new in yeah. you, and you'll be the start of yeah. something new in a generation. I'm yeah. sure you guys can yeah. attest to that, yeah. just being in church and seeing that. Oh, yeah, and seeing just whole families changed around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think communication is really big, too, though, not just to cut parents off without any communication mm-hmm. or, or set up boundaries without the other people knowing what's mm-hmm. going on. I think um, if you speak, the Bible says speak the truth in mm-hmm. love. Yeah, and I good. think it's really important that if... Um, boundaries need to be set for some reason that it's, it's explained why in love and mm. um, and I think people need to have more grace for their parents mm. just in all the years in the church um, I guess people just expect to have these these parents that are almost TV like mm. movie like perfect parents well, Ozzie and, and Harriet but no one would know what that <laughs> is yeah that goes, that. that goes way back yeah but anyway, yeah, I think people have these real high expectations, and your parents are just people, right? Yeah. You know, and it depends. They are acting out of how they were raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if we can give grace to our parents by looking back and saying, "Wow, mm. they learned that from their parents or their grandparents," and yeah. it's just generational how their behavior is, yeah. and so I think we can have more grace for older people or anybody in our families and just recognize that we're all yeah. broken wow. in some way, in some shape or form, and um, and they were formed by the conditions they were raised in. And yeah. So I don't know, it just, you yeah. know, give everybody some grace because God's given us so much. That's so good. And I even think like that in and of itself, like that forgiveness is, is a choice, it's a decision we make. Mm-hmm. But even thinking back to last week's conversation around mental health, yeah. It can be a process. Like hurt does oh, yeah. a tremendous amount of damage mm. to us. Uh, yes. And yes. so like I would encourage people even in this situation that like to seek wisdom, to seek counsel, Christian counseling. Yeah. Um, surround yourself with resources mm-hmm. and people yeah. who can turn you to God in order to get the healing that you need. Yeah. But also understand that like it might forgiveness might, might not be today. You might make mm-hmm. the choice to pursue forgiveness well, today. Right. But ultimately like right. it's a process that that's God great. will take you that's through right. in yeah. order yeah. to see it into full. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. Good. that's good. Next one? Yeah. All right, here we go. Wait, I already asked one. Who didn't ask a question yet? Well, I don't have my Same. glasses, so I'm not probably going to be able to read it. <laughs> That's so funny. Another. All right, here we go. Question five. If a person disagrees with many of their church leaders on significant medical slash scientific beliefs that overlap with family, parenting, family planning, marriage roles, uh, roles, use of authority, etc., should they consider going to a church where these beliefs are more in line with their own, or should they stay, even if this is a huge area of tension for them? Whoa. Oh, that, wow. that is a hot question. It is loaded. Fully loaded. Here we go. I was thinking about this, though, and I was thinking, you know, first and foremost, like, you want to make sure that when you're faced with a decision like this, that... Mm-hmm you're going into this first and foremost pursuing Jesus mm-hmm. and coming before Jesus and saying, you know what, Lord, I lay my pride aside. I lay an agenda aside. Wow. So good. I lay aside, first and foremost, I am a child of God. Wow. I am not a certain party. I yeah. am I am your yeah. son or daughter. Yeah. And asking God, you know, create a clean heart in me, yeah. right? That's what David said in the Psalm and renew a right spirit wow. within me. So, so are you going into it with the right spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, First and foremost. Yeah. 
Well, you know, too, uh, it's, it's very important to, to discern if it's the culture that you're siding with or it's the Word of God. Because mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so, our culture has drifted away, obviously, mm -hmm. yeah. from the Word of God. So you have to uh, always evaluate the fact that am I being more influenced by the culture mm -hmm. and therefore I'm offended by right. possibly some good stuff that people are telling us. Mm. And I know um, <clears throat> probably one of, we wrote the book on, on the arrows and, um, and really it's just, it's not a book to condemn anybody if you don't have a lot of kids or different things. It's to encourage you that yes, you can do that. Yeah. And you can fight against the culture because mm -hmm. the early church culture was you know, have as many kids as you could. Yeah. You know, of course things have changed, but you can't allow us to make that decision because we, we believe that's a decision that you have to pray about. Yeah, and you good. have to, you know, get the direction from God in your life. So mm -hmm. um, it's if it's not a doctrinal position that, that keeps someone away from heaven, yeah. um, I, I think it's just uh, more yeah. a, a belief system that we, you know, individuals have established. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, also, Romans 14 talks about, uh, Paul's real strong on um, not causing division in the body. Mm -hmm. And yes. he uses that whole chapter to talk about if you have a certain view on something, then you um, make sure you, your conscience is good with it and mm -hmm. you're, you really believe in it wholeheartedly. You've prayed about it. You've studied the topic. Mm -hmm. And then you act on what you believe. Yeah. And if it's different than somebody else, that we're not to judge or condemn each other. Yeah. Like he said, if it's not a major it's doctrine, it's not about salvation, mm -hmm. then if it's a smaller issue, then we're not to judge or condemn each other, mm -hmm. um, but, but, but to do what you feel strongly in your heart is right for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Paul said that we're supposed to encourage one another and build each up, mm -hmm. other up for unity's sake and uh, not be divisive. Mm -hmm. So I would say to that person, if um, hopefully they don't feel judged or condemned by anything that yeah. we've yeah. preached, and if they have, they're more than welcome to come talk to a pastor yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. or seek counsel about it. But if they come to a place where they really strongly feel in their spirit that they can't agree with the leadership here, we would mm -hmm. encourage them right. to go somewhere else because yeah. where they can get fed and where they feel like they trust the leadership. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to grow if you can't trust your leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, if they're, if they're little menial things, I think yeah. it's yeah. so easy. To get offended. To, to get offended yeah. and to mm -hmm. want to leave, but we need to stay planted in the church and we, yeah. in order to grow, we need to yeah. be planted. And we're not finding a church to fit our needs because I think that's also yeah. like what right. everyone wants. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. a, you're never yeah. going to find it. You're never going to find <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. finding a church where you can actually grow in your relationship with God. Yeah. And, yeah. And really talk to someone and yeah. find out why, maybe yeah. why we differ from their beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would also say give it time. Um, mm -hmm. To be honest, like depends where you are in your walk with Jesus. Yes, yeah. you know yeah. who I was and what I knew about the Bible and, and what the Word says about who we should be, how we should act, how we should live. Ultimately, I had more of a, a cultural view right. of what my life should be like or yeah. what things were happening around me than I had a biblical view. Right. But the more I become like Jesus, the more I pursue him, the more revelation happens yeah. where I'm actually yeah. able to yeah. let God mold and shape right. you know, yeah. my thoughts, not because yeah. of what I think, but because yeah. you know what he's breathed. Mm -hmm. And so I think like it's important not to, to come in here, especially if you're a new Christian walking in and saying, hey, like I don't see eye to eye with... 80% of what we're saying here. Right. Like, trust that God will continue to speak to you, yeah. continue yeah. to shape yeah. you, That's good. and mm -hmm. continue to refine you. Because like Pastor Jesse and everyone said last week, 
we're nowhere near finished mm -hmm. products. God yeah. continues yeah. to work in our lives yeah. and continues to reveal who he is to us so that we can become more like him. Yeah. And so I would always say like, you know, don't hit the panic button right away right. and run. Yeah. Say, you know what, God, I'm yeah. trusting you in this. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna be consistent because mm -hmm. wow. I want what you have for me mm -hmm. and I want to know you more. Yeah. Right. So. And like you said, Pastor Jay, like being open to ask leadership when you have concerns, not so just harboring it yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. But it's all right. Sometimes we're going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's it's not, we'll all make it to heaven. <laughs> so it's all right. Well, you know, I've um, been serving the Lord probably close to, I don't know, 50 some years. Um, and I find out that it's, it's no easier now that it was 30 years ago for the Holy Spirit to mold you into the person yeah. he wants you to be. Yeah. In other words, you never arrived. That's right. the beauty of, of yeah. serving God. It's always something. Always. And, <laughs> and uh, as you older you get, I'll tell you, a lot, you deal with a lot more pride issues because mm -hmm. you're saying, hey, you know, I've, I've been doing it this way for 60 years. I'm not going to change. I'm right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, God doesn't work that way. And mm -hmm. usually we talk about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is just a sign of, you get a lot of pride in mm -hmm. yeah. Jericho. Yeah. And so that's something where as we walk with God, you will continually be offended mm -hmm. because the Lord doesn't think you're where you should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive. And I think it's like having like that teachable, humble spirit. Yeah. And that's like one of those things I like with Doc John. Mm. Like during class, he'll ask you a theological question. Yeah. You're like, what are you asking me for? You're like, you have the doctrine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to ask you questions. And, uh, but, but, you know, that example of humility and asking questions and being teachable and yeah. um, I just think to, like when it comes to issues like this, whatever it might be, um, being reminded or having perspective of like people are meeting Jesus, yeah. the Holy yeah. Spirit's alive and yeah. Yeah. the presence yeah. of God awesome. is here. I remember yeah. during, during setup one morning, somebody came up to me and wanted to talk to me about like a second-handed issue. It was just kind of like, yeah. I'm at church. Like we're building the house yeah. of God. Like yeah. people are gonna come in here and get saved today. Like right. that yeah. is like that. That's like that's, that's not good. a big right. issue when eternity yeah. is on, yeah. on the line. Yeah. It's like, good. come on, like let's yeah. keep the main that's thing good. the main thing. So, so absolutely, I love that. And I think too, just remembering that like we have full access to the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. I remember I had a youth leader who would like you know do their talk, and he would always say you know, this is available for you. Yeah. You can read your Bible. You can find this truth right, right. for yourself yeah. and yeah. pursue God in that way. And so I would just encourage anyone to do that. You yeah. know, I mean, if you hear something that you're like, uh, you know, read the Bible, right, it's right. there, you know, we are trusting yeah. our leaders and we're thankful for yeah. a Bible believing church. Yeah. 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 Amen. It's good. Amen. You got, you got <laughs> Thanks for planting the church. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, I think we have, uh, is it one, one more, more question? I believe so. All right. Hey, Apes, you read it. <clears throat> okay. When is divorce acceptable? How long should a person fight for, fight for a less than ideal marriage situation where one spouse is pursuing Jesus and the other is pursuing a life of selfish desires? Mm -hmm. That's a loaded one, too. <laughs> um, well, right off the top, we have to define what is selfish desires. Um, is it living a life, just a life that where someone doesn't know Jesus? Because of course they're going to have selfish, more selfish motives. Yeah. All of us are selfish. Come on, even after you know Christ, you still have to get that worked out of you. Yeah. Um, but there's a danger in that if if the person just doesn't know Christ and is living like a so-called normal life, that 
you can be self-righteous once you come to Christ and then look down or belittle the one that doesn't know the Lord. And actually your behavior now in Christ should be in a way that brings them to the Lord um, and should be an example for them. The Bible does say that um, if an unbeliever wants to live with you, then we should, you should let them, you know? And unless there's, unless we say there, unless there's abuse, abandonment, or adultery. Uh, they're the three things that the Word of God clearly addresses that yeah. um, will be... But written. even that, I mean, there again, I, I think that the spouse that's serving God has to really seek God and yes. say, hey, do you yes. want me to stick this out? Do you want me to pull out? Um, I would say that if someone comes to me and they say they're in an abusive relationship, and I'm in abusive, I say get out of it. Mm -hmm. well, you know, get, you got to get away from that individual because I don't want anybody to sit under physical abuse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's that emotional abuse too that, that can almost wow. be as, as bad as the physical yeah. abuse. I think, I think there's boundaries that need... Yeah. Well, every, every situation is yeah. so different, but as you seek the Lord, a lot of times... And, or get counseling, they'll suggest that you put boundaries up to prevent the abuse. And if yeah. there's not change after a certain time, yeah. you know, then you proceed with what you were planning on doing. Yeah. But it really involves a lot of seeking the Lord, uh, getting good counseling, and every single situation is so different. Yeah. We've seen marriages that didn't look like they would, you would, you you could guarantee they were going to fail, yeah. and they lasted. Wow. You know, because they persevered, they forgave each other, and they worked on it, mm -hmm. and they lasted. So, yeah. but then we've seen other ones divorce over simple issues that could have been easily corrected. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, right. and that's the whole thing too about getting help yeah. um, right from the beginning. As soon yeah. as you notice an issue, come talk to a pastor, get counseling, yeah. um, go yeah. to a marriage yeah. retreat. Uh, there's so many resources available. There's so many good websites now even that yeah. you can get find encouragement on. And people in your same situation. Uh, there's a woman now that I know that she has such a great marriage uh, website and where women can go on and get encouragement from so many other women that are in their situations. But they're not there to spouse beat on their spouse. They're there to... Um, get stronger themselves in Christ mm -hmm. and be a better spouse themselves, be a better whole person themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I definitely can't, you can't heal a marriage either if the person has like an addictive uh, issue, if mm -hmm. they're addicted to porn or uh, drugs or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. in that effect that that person needs to work on that issue because mm -hmm. the marriage will never get healed while right. the person right. is in a situation. And, like and it does complicate things too, let's say, um, if you're both believers and you get married, that's one thing, but a lot of people come to Christ after they're married. And so yeah. one spouse is serving right. the Lord, one wants the other one, you know, Just, yeah. yeah, go back to the way they used to be. And so there's there's tension there. And so that really requires a lot more patient prayer, mm -hmm. counseling, you know, talking to people to encourage you on that. Because um, that can be a little dicey, but yeah. yet if God got brought you to Christ, he's going to bring yeah. your spouse as yeah. well. I mean, right. taking taking out like the abuse, verbal, physical, <laughs> and just looking at it, that question, which seems like the person's coming from a perspective where they're in a relationship, but there's just, they don't believe the same things. I mean, right. I'm sitting here as a byproduct of two people who got married, one who loved Jesus, one who didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and even growing up, um, you know, my mom and dad would retell the story. They're both saved now. They're both here in church. Amen. Amen. But Amen. ultimately, um, my mom would say that she prayed for my dad every single day that he would come to know who Jesus was. 
and she was consistent in that and she persevered and she believed for it wow. even before it happened mm-hmm. and so I would say um, to, to give up on someone would be to deny the power that, that wow. Jesus yeah. has the power so of the cross yeah. the power yeah. of healing and restoration yeah. and the power of transformation yeah. and uh, I can personally say if my mom didn't stick it out with my father mm-hmm. that ultimately I wouldn't be here I wouldn't wow. be in position to make an impact for the kingdom of God yeah. and ultimately her obedience in that particular situation yeah. I believe was rewarded in, in so many other ways where she was able to see blessing the first and foremost of all seeing yeah. my dad come to know yeah. Jesus yeah. Right. which uh, has an incredible testimony not just for our family but but beyond our family as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love seeing your dad at church. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Big hub. Yeah. He pulls out his notepad. How can I pray for you? <laughs> he sit down. No, awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. And don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, mm-hmm. and he'll direct your path. And I believe that is so true in marriage, too. Um, you can't bounce off a bad day emotionally or even a bad week and say, and make a definite decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you constantly have to be seeking the Lord. And... Um, I've heard people say that, you know, that they um, heard from God to do a certain thing in their marriage and they didn't. And then years later, they regret it. Wow. So, so important just to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and, and do what he's telling you. Even sure. if it doesn't feel right for you, at the, mm-hmm. emotionally yeah. maybe, it doesn't make sense to you. But God is faithful. And if, if you can get people to pray for you, that you'd have strength to do the right thing, yeah. to listen to the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah. And that's where it's important. We talk about being together in a church, in a local body, be connected. Um, if you're if you're a spouse and you're going through a struggle, don't listen to the person your coworker at work because they'll <laughs> yeah. tell you to bail and wow. you know they get another guy down the street or whatever. Yeah. That's why it's important to get wisdom <clears throat> and counsel. Yeah. Because this per you know your, your person that you're confiding with, a spiritual believer, can maybe direct you and say, hey, listen, maybe you're pursuing a little bit too hard. Maybe just stand mm-hmm. back and, mm-hmm. and like your mom, just love on them, pray on them stuff like that I mean as long as there's no abuse and different things going on there in addiction but I think uh, how many people we talk to say you know I wish I would have stuck with my first spouse wow. Wow. you know yeah. I walked away from a, from a good woman wow. or a good man yeah and and no a few marriages after that down the road you know? wow. so uh, uh, perseverance but hearing from God mm. and yeah. hearing um, having people support you who love you yeah who will pray for you, who will give you that wisdom, yeah. that's that's essential. And yeah. that's why we do church. Exactly. We do like Surrounding yourself with good, godly people who can yeah. actually speak into your life. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But if we could encourage any marriage, I would say that every marriage is hard work. And you guys yeah. can attest to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. A good marriage yeah. takes a lot of work. Yeah, and right. so the, the grass is not greener yeah. <laughs> on the other yeah. side. Because like you were just referring to, a yeah. lot of people thought, oh, there's got to be greener grass somewhere. And, Right. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how about this? What What is one marriage tip? Like, if you were to just give one marriage tip to somebody, what would that one thing be? To be like, hey, help me. I know it's not one thing. I but think I know for me, a lot of things, but for me, it would, it would be a verbal affirmation. I'm mm-hmm. just telling my yeah. wife I love her. She yeah. looks beautiful. Well, I mean that's more than one thing, but but it is <laughs> verbal <laughs> affirmation. Yeah, yeah, and I will always do that. Yeah. What did you say, Josh? I don't she deserves it for us. <laughs> so you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say connection for us is absolutely important. So um, just carving out intentionally, whether it's five minutes that day or it's uh, five days, like in the calendar, weekly, daily, finding times to connect, hear from one another, care for each other, and really share life. 
if you're not mm-hmm. sharing life with your yeah. spouse, you're not really doing life yeah. with that's your right. spouse. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's been really helpful. Right. For us. We might have had like a crazy busy day and neither of us wants to talk, but if at the end of the night we can be on the couch together watching Netflix, like we're like, we made it, we're together, <laughs> you know? That's true. And sometimes that's what you can do. So just finding those little nooks and crannies for connection yeah. is really important. That's yeah. right. YouTube has straight for more information. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm surprised. She loves watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm Those trying to get her to watch Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to recognize that it's sometimes it's, it's, it's important just to take that time away. You know, I'm a doer, so I'm always doing, doing, yeah. doing. And it feels almost like I can't sit down and watch a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like my kids tease me that I've never watched a whole movie because I have to get up and do something, you know. <laughs> so just to take that time and spend with each other, even if it is just watching a movie together. But I thought for sure you would say, know your spouse's emotion, top three emotional needs. Mm. You know, yeah. that's so important. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah you're right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So if, most people don't know that. Right. And mm-hmm. it's a, because you try to meet your own needs by how you treat your spouse, yeah. you're meeting their, your need. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's important to know what your spouse's needs are because they're different than yours. That's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we got to get your perspectives. Well, somebody told us, told us once when we were dating, um, Never let your spouse doubt your love for them. Mm. And I, that like just like little piece of mm. like sometimes if we're in like an That's argument good. or something so like is going yeah. on and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, he, he, I was annoyed or something like that of just going like reaffirming of like, hey, I, I, I still love you. You know, and I might, I might say yeah. a bit like frustrated, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I want to make sure, we want to make sure that like. I was yeah. thinking something along those lines, like if yeah. we do have an argument or have a disagreement to mm. not like, just walk away and let that be that. But like we yeah. always come back to each other soon after and ask for forgiveness and yeah. like yeah. settle it right then and there because yeah, so yeah. 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 Early, early on, I got used to apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty quickly. <laughs> Sorry. Sort of like don't let the sun settle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's so good. I know. Even if when we like argue, like we'll still be like. I'm for you, yeah. and we may still be yeah. mad at each other. While, while we're but just remember, it, like yeah. at the like, know, we yeah. know <laughs> we are for each other. I'm loving you so much right days. now. <laughs> You're loving me too much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That's awesome. That is good. And I would just say, even to, to throw it up a notch, like with kids, if mm-hmm. if we've hurt each other in front of our kids. We will apologize to one another in front wow. of our kids. Yeah. That's right. That's um, because That's we want great. them to see that yeah. and we want to model that for them. And yeah. if they've seen us disagree in some way, um, we want to make sure they also see us restore That's right. what was hurt That's there, or what was wow. broken, so that they also get to be yeah. part of the full loop of how that works. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so, good. so good. Pastor so Pastor Jay, do you guys want to pray us out? Yeah. 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 Okay. Father, we just thank you for this conversation that we've had. And um, we just pray that it blesses all the listeners. Um, whoever hears this, whatever they're going through, that they know there's always hope in you, Father, that there's always life. You've come to give us an abundant life in every area of our life, in our relationships, in our marriage, in in our church relationships. Father, we just thank you for this church. We thank you for all the relationships we have here and how we can grow with one another. Lord, we just pray that you continue to, to bless all of the, everyone in the church, Lord, in every aspect of their life, bless them abundantly this week. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I pray that that conversation was a blessing to you. And I know and I pray that that has helped you in the relationships that you have. 
I wanted to talk about one specific relationship. Relationships are important, but the most important relationship that you or I will ever have in this life is our relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that because of sin, you and I are separated from God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That gift is Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus came, that he lived, that he was crucified and raised to life. And because of his victory over sin and death, you and I now can reestablish or reconnect the relationship that was once originally established with God. See, the Bible says that we have victory over sin and death in Christ Jesus. And wherever you find yourself today, I don't know where you are in your journey, but I want you to know this. The Bible calls us into a relationship with Jesus. It's not something we can earn or something we have to work for. It actually says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, that we receive salvation by grace through faith. Meaning you, you don't have to be a perfect person. You don't have to have all these accomplishments and work towards it. You just come as you are. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth and, and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And so wherever you are right now, if you're ready to receive Jesus, to ask for forgiveness of your sin, and to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you're, you're a new creation on the other side of the prayer. So if you're ready to receive Jesus today, I'd love to lead you in this prayer. Repeat it after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus Christ into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that He came, that He lived, that He was crucified, but then defeated sin and death and was raised to life. Come into my heart. I am now a Christian. Christ now lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, if you said that prayer for the first time, this is what I want you to do. Sincerely, reach out to us. Let us know about the decision that you just made right below this video. You'll see a link. It says, I made a decision. Um, click that button. We'd love to reach out to you, whether through email, phone calls, whatever you would prefer. But we'd love to send you a Bible if you don't have a Bible. Listen, I know you would prefer that no one know you said that prayer, but you weren't created to do life alone. You were meant to do it in relationship with other people. So reach out to us. Let us know about that decision that you just made. Also, as a final reminder, many of you have already signed up for our upcoming legacy giving event that will be happening on May 14th, which is this coming Thursday. I want to encourage you that if you currently don't have a living trust, sign up for this event. Um, it's free. I'd love for you to be part of it. You will be blessed by signing up. It is something that we do to better position the people in this house to leave a legacy of significance, not only for the kingdom of God, but for your children's children. And finally, before we part, stretch your hands to heaven, church family. Let's pray. Um, and that we would walk in authority this week in our relationships. Father, I thank you that you've called us, that you've commissioned us, that you see us right where we are. Father, I thank you that your word says that you promise to never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, be with us. Father, we have been quarantined around one another in relationships, relationships that are broken, relationships that are, are, are filled with past wounds. But, Father, I know that you can bring a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, teach us. Holy Spirit, teach us how to walk in a greater humility, walk with a greater patience 
and a greater kindness and a greater self-control. Father, I thank you that you are for us in all seasons, in all difficulties. Father, we rebuke sickness in Jesus' name, Father, and we speak health and healing over your people. In your precious and holy name we pray. And a faithful church said, amen. God bless.